Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, October 16th. I'm Shayla Farzan, in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Missouri has thousands of untested rape kits sitting on shelves in police stations and hospitals, some containing DNA evidence that could put rapists behind bars. It is uh, literally sitting on a shelf somewhere. It's totally unacceptable. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll looks into Missouri's massive backlog in untested rape kits and how long victims will need to wait for justice to be served. First, the news. Missouri Governor Mike Parson signed an executive order Tuesday to address what he called, quote, an epidemic of vaping-related illnesses among Missouri's youth. So far, 22 have been sickened across the state and one person has died. A majority of these cases deal with people ages 15 to 24. Parson noted that lawmakers will likely take up this issue during the legislative session in January. But lobbyists could make it difficult to get lawmakers on board with legislative changes. Parson says he's not worried about that. Their job's not to listen to lobbyists every day to do what the lobbyists want. So the second thing I would say to legislators is take a good look at it. And again, what is the safety of our children in this state? And that should be a priority. The statewide campaign will use existing resources to try to deter youth from vaping. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page's nominees for the Board of Freeholders received tough questions Tuesday from members of the St. Louis County Council. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports that one point of contention was lack of representation from unincorporated St. Louis County. Out of the nine people Page picked for the board, only one lives in unincorporated St. Louis County. Councilman Ernie Trakis questioned whether more than 300,000 county residents are being underrepresented. That prompted this reaction from nominee Mark Monavani, who lives in Ladue. The Board of Freeholders is supposed to represent the county as a whole. Where a person sleeps at night does not, in and of itself, control whether that person has an appreciation for the issues that unincorporated St. Louis County has. No vote was taken on Page's nominees, who could present a plan to reorganize St. Louis and St. Louis County to voters. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Meanwhile, St. Louis County may consider a ban on using self-deleting text message apps for government business. Councilwoman Lisa Clancy plans to introduce legislation in the next few weeks that would prohibit the use of cell phone apps that could destroy text messages that might become public records. I think that this is a conversation and a policy that I expect there to be a lot of support for. The state of Missouri has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in court defending the use of self-deleting text apps by former Governor Eric Greitens' staff. But earlier this year, the State Records Commission, which includes the state auditor, attorney general, and secretary of state, advised that state and local governments ban those apps. (music) 
There are more than 10,000 untested rape kits sitting on evidence shelves in police departments and hospitals in Missouri. The state is getting closer to finishing an inventory of those untested kits under the direction of Attorney General Eric Schmidt. As St. Louis Public Radio's State House reporter Jacqueline Driscoll reports, it will eventually lead to prosecuting rapists and justice for victims. But there's still a lot of work to be done. A note, this story contains sensitive material, which may not be suitable for all listeners. It's what nightmares are made of, being startled awake in the middle of the night with a stranger in your bedroom. But in 2016, it was 30-year-old Taylor Hurth's reality. My daughter was asleep in bed between me and where he was standing, and he told me to get on my stomach. Hurth screamed, but the man said if she continued to fight, he'd hurt her and her two-year-old daughter. And then another individual showed up in the doorway and both of them took turns raping me. She cooperated for the two and a half hours the men were in her third floor apartment in Independence. She tried to keep count of how many times she was raped, but she lost track when she realized her daughter was sitting up in bed. All I knew was my daughter was awake and she was sitting there watching me being raped with pants over my face. And I held her hand and I told her it's gonna be okay. Hearth went to the hospital for a sexual assault exam, which includes collecting DNA evidence. Kathy Howard is a sexual assault nurse examiner. She's been doing these exams for decades. She says oftentimes the exams re-traumatize victims. We need to know when their last consensual sex was because there may be additional DNA. Not only what when the last sex was, but what kind of sex. Was it oral sex? Was it vaginal sex? Was it anal sex? Was it condom? I mean, these are all things that are invading their private life. The physical exam isn't any easier. The nurse needs to scan any areas of the body where DNA may be. And for victims, it can feel like they're under a microscope. In total, the exam takes hours and is incredibly invasive and uncomfortable, Howard says. Now, imagine after all of that, the kit just sat on a shelf collecting dust. Sometimes victims don't want it tested. Sometimes the kits won't provide evidence needed for police to prosecute. But sometimes... I mean, law enforcement might not believe this person, and that's why they didn't submit the kit. That's Jennifer Carter-Dockler with the Missouri Coalition Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. She says simply taking an inventory of the untested kits is a huge step. For years, we have been asked exactly how many untested kits are there, and we have not known. There is not one centralized place or mechanism to have that information to know how many kits that we're talking about. The inventory is expected to be completed this month. Attorney General Eric Schmidt says then it'll be time to move on to phase two, an electronic database of the untested kits. And we don't know exactly what that looks like yet. It will allow um, victims and law enforcement and medical providers to be able to track where that kit is at in the process, if it's been tested or not, or you know, what the, when, when that's going to happen. This is all a part of a three-phase grant former Attorney General Josh Hawley received from the Bureau of Justice Assistance that totals $2.8 million. Additional money will be needed when it comes time to actually test kits, and that probably won't happen for months. But this is an important step. Because then we'll know exactly what the backlog is, we'll know exactly where they're at in the process, and we'll know how many have been tested, not tested. Actually prosecuting rapists likely won't happen for years, Schmidt says. They're moving quickly, but deliberately, and he wants to make sure untested rape kits piling up for decades never happens again. That is inexcusable, that a potential crime had been committed, that a victim came forward, had the courage to submit to that test, 
and it is uh, literally sitting on a shelf somewhere. It's totally unacceptable. For Hearth, her kit going untested was one of her biggest fears. So she made sure that didn't happen. I called my state senator. I had um, a county legislator that I'm good friends with calling different people trying to figure out when it was going to get tested. Because of her persistence and the violence of her attack, her kit was expedited and tested within a couple months. But law enforcement didn't have any leads. And after about six months, she says they told her they were closing her case. But then... Three months after that, I got a phone call in the middle of the night saying, I don't know if you heard about the kidnapping in the next state over where a sheriff's deputy was kidnapped, but we caught the guys. They're in custody. Their DNA matches the DNA in your rape kits. Because her DNA kit didn't just sit on a shelf. Hearth put her rapists behind bars. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Fred Ehrlich and Shula Newman edited that piece. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Shayla Farzan. And from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.